Um, but they were yours first. Yep. Like, and that's something that we have to we have to realize and have to understand that they they were his first. Yes, daily remind mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah, we, get, we want to yes. get territory, want to get protected. Yes. But like, you know, God, you're in control. Mm-hmm. And that carry that goes from being them being a baby. Yep. To own up yep. to when they are adults. Like, yep. I, like I talk to my mom all the time. She. My brother, both of them are in their 30s, mm-hmm. and I'm in my 30s, mm-hmm. and she's still worried about us. Like, Mom, we got to trust God. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, when, when we going to let, you know, trust what you put in them yep. for them to use it. And that's yep. one thing. At some point, we have to put in and put in and pour in and pour in to where one day we got to be like, no, God, now it's time to put my hands off. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And trust what you have put into them. And I tell my mom that sometimes we get into some little differences, and I'm like, Mom, you got to trust me. Mm-hmm. Trust what you you gave me the foundation. You did that. You did your job. So now trust me to use what I have learned and what the relationship I have with God to get where I need to be. Because that's another situation, another topic too, where our parents want us to do everything exactly like they did oh, with our kids. Oh, okay. Well, that's another. That's another. <laughs> hey, we can just okay. you know, let's go ahead. I'm, I'm okay. Just, but, it's gonna be um, so much. Right. Part two and three. <laughs> another thing that you said though was about not being their friends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I know that in our generation, right. We're trying to erase some things, some generational trauma, okay? So we're trying to, you know, like create some type of equal balance where we're like not as authoritative in our approach with them, right? And allow them to have some flexibility and some, um, what what, would I say, uh, how would I word it? Some free thought? Yep, Yep. Okay, but at the same time, they have not experienced a lot of things you know what i'm saying so we again can't be their friends all the time because we have to give them the tools that they need so when they go out there they are able to sustain yep okay and and it's gonna look like not being their friend a lot of the time i don't like you yes um you know for the last two weeks you know my my son has had a hard time he's six and you know like He's entering the the uh, phrase. I mean, the um, portion of life where he thinks that he knows some things, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you know, the last two weeks have been difficult for him because um, no, sir, you know, like, let me let me help guide you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's something that we have to be mindful of. Yes, no, I, I get it, and like I said, that's going to be a topic for a whole another day mm-hmm. because that's where some parents have messed up. Mm-hmm. They have lost the respect yes. of their kids because yes. the friend, the kids kind of confused. Like, uh-huh. am I gonna put you in a friend zone with my friends, or am I going to, you know, be allow you to be my mother or my father? And sometimes it's, it's hard for them to differentiate between the two. But Ooh. you just let me say this mm-hmm. and do this in front of you, mm-hmm. but then now you're trying to tell me to right. go over. Like, it's it's conflicting. So right. that's a that's a whole. So thing. from our teacher, uh, from our teacher experience right because i used to be a teacher you're a teacher so you already know that like in in classroom management they tell us that you have to tighten the reins and then you can always loosen them but you can't have no reins and then tighten them so you already got to start out with rules Mm -hmm. and expectations and then you can always you know relax them a little bit and then bring them back. But you can't start with no rules and no expectations and then create rules and expectations in the middle of, yeah, you know, because it's, it's not going to work. In the case, it's like, not. you know, they don't give away with what they want to get away mm-hmm. with. And like, if we give them any free range to think that there is some type of discrepancy, they're going to, they're going to jump on it. And we definitely have to, like, I'd rather you, I'm saying hate me, but not like me as a parent than me. Right. 
you know, try to be your friend and then I'll let you down. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I was trying to be your friend. So I yeah. said, I didn't really show you. This is how life is going to be. Uh-huh. It's not going to hit you. This is what you need to do. Cause a lot of our kids, they can't handle, they can't handle freedom. Mm-mm. Um, I learned that as an educator and still learning that even as a kid. So, and also too, I'm going to remind people that being an educator has taught me how to be a parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so much, mm-hmm. of course, we don't have no manuscript, no blue, no, we don't have a Bible to tell you how to be a parent, but I can tell you being in education, has made me a better parent mm-hmm. um, in a lot of different ways. Again, I want to touch on those later in the show, but like these kids, they don't can't, they can't handle freedom. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we think our, our kids, they can't handle making decisions. It may be simple decisions. Like I said, I can be in the classroom and I can tell the kids, okay, do your work and then you can get on your phones once you get done. Well, if I don't kind of monitor that, some of them ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to make sure they're going to do the total opposite. Mm-hmm. But then I say, you know what? I got too many people on their phone. Ain't nobody getting their phone today. So y'all can't handle the freedom of being able to choose to do mm-hmm. my work first and play mm-hmm. second. So mm-hmm. now I have to just cut it all yeah. off. Yeah. That's how it is with parenting. Yeah. You know, we try, we may, we can actually try to give our kids a little freedom, but mm-hmm. once you realize they can't handle it, mm-hmm. oh, no, that's over with. Yeah. Like, so once I tell you, hey, Leo, get in the bed, mm-hmm. Leo, get in the bed. And one night I come in there, you mm-hmm. ain't in bed on time. Oh, now I got to come check mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's what. That's what's happening. That's one of the biggest issues mm-hmm. I'm realizing with parenting mm-hmm. is that we don't have the time to do that mm-hmm. no more. Mm-hmm. Like we we trust in our kids way too much. Mm-hmm. I say go. I say hey, go wash the dishes, mm-hmm. and they go do it, mm-hmm. or they don't do it. I'm like did I check watch it? But did I go check? Right, right, right. We right. they need us checking on right. y'all. I'm telling right. you right now. We we want teenagers included. Mm-hmm. Some of we, we some of things we can actually trust them with, but for the most part. We got to do the extra checking and we don't want to do that. Uh, one thing that you just made me realize also was, uh, you said the checking. So mm-hmm. like tablets, Lord, oh, you know, tablets are a big thing. Now, you know, all of our kids have tablets. All of them have phones. Um, and a lot of times people just give them to them and kind of let them go. You know, it's a babysitter. It's, yes. yes yeah. You know, like, I trust you to be on a cartoon or I trust you to be on watching other kids play with their toys or whatever. Yeah. But are you checking? Yeah. Because, you know, YouTube is a, a place where they will infiltrate other things into the kids' programs yeah. um, or within the kids' videos that isn't age appropriate for them. Or it'll, you know, transition to another area of YouTube. So you have to be checking those things because, I mean, kids are kids and they deserve to be kids. Yes. Um, and so there are some things that isn't appropriate for them to be exposed to. Yes. So I you have to me. you have to check every now and then. Don't give them the tablet and let them have it for two, three, four hours, and you haven't gone to check. Gotcha, gotcha, man. When I say that's a whole another episode, <laughs> it is um, because it is. I have. Um, we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But one of the main things is that too, like the world of technology. Mm-hmm. It's made us a lot more mm-hmm. complicated. It has. To parent. You know, to, to parent. parent. So that's yes. the thing. Parenting and, and technology. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that part. Let me write that down too. <laughs> um, because we have, we actually start, have started to rely on mm-hmm. technology more. So now what's happening is we're not raising our kids. Technology raising our kids. Mm-hmm. And that's a big problem because we can't filter that. Mm-hmm. We cannot monitor that the extent that we can with what we put in and what we get out of it. Right. Um, and that's, like I said, a whole nother episode. But we are allowing it because it has helped us out. Because sometimes we got some kids that just hyper want to get, like, go sit down. We just tap and go sit down. That's what I'm going to. That gives us our time to do our thing. I right. go cook. I go do whatever it is I got to do. But guess what? If we're not going to go check, if we're not going over there and we, we just leave it at that, mm-hmm. 
we set ourselves up for, for failure because... And them as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Me and my husband were talking the other day and we talked about how the memory and, and our, our kids' memory and this generation's memory mm-hmm. is going to be so much worse than ours is now. Mm-hmm. Like, because they don't have to remember nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can go look here. Mm-hmm. They can go Google it instead of looking up in a dictionary. Yep. So it has made our life, technology has made our life easier but hard at the same yep. time because yep. we have relied so much on it now we're not using our brain. Mm-hmm. We're not using our mind. So again, we're allowing them to go to their tablets and go to the PlayStation and go wherever. And it's taking up all their time. But even like my stepson, like he's on the game. I can hear people in there cursing. I grown mm-hmm. men on there. Like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. what, what, what are we doing that at? Like, mm-hmm. and at some point we can tell them all day, hey, it's not appropriate for you to curse. You're not mm-hmm. sure. But if he's, it's constantly important yeah. to his mind, yep. it's going to come out. Yep. And, we're gonna, and then we're going to be mad. Yep. Cause yep. why are you in a cuss about who, yep. who told you Reggie what's in me? But guess what? But what you're what allowing you're time with is allowing is, him yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and that's a good thing too. I talked to the parents about. I've learned even like I said with my with my students. Like I, I had a survey and I asked them like, what, you know, where do y'all spend most of y'all time at? Where do y'all spend most of y'all time doing? And when I asked them one time. I did. I asked them say, what type of music do y'all listen to? I want to play some music in class. And they started blaming out rappers. And I'm like. Okay, so when you when you start dealing with this depression issue and this anger issue right here, I want your mom to go to to what you listen to because that is a big factor. And I'm guilty. Like I said, it's times when we listen to music, we allow our kids to, but then we want to get mad when that's all they're thinking about. When they start talking about guns, when they start talking about sex, when they start talking about all the stuff that Drugs. is in the music. When they just and they and what's happening is they gonna get. They're going to get excited about mm-hmm. it. They're going to actually start mm-hmm. to worship that stuff. And, and that's curious. And very, very much so curious. Mm-hmm. And if we're not having the time to check and be on that stuff all the time, we're setting ourselves up mm-hmm. for, for failure. Like, that is that is a big, big, big thing that I think that we have to, as parents, we got to take put a stop at. Like, yes, having some tablet time, but also do screen time. Mm-hmm. And, again, monitor. Mm-hmm. I remember I asked some of my students as well, like, you know, how often y'all parents check your phone? It's in a conversation. One kid said, Mama, better not check my phone. Like, what? <laughs> like, are you paying for it? Paying? <laughs> right. Are you paying like, I'm telling you, like, who's raising you? Because I wish my kid would ever say that. Like, right. it wouldn't be no phone. Yeah, like, right. none of that. Right. And I'm just like, the fact that they feel like their parents don't have a right to check their phone, mm-hmm. it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because I would never, like, even though I never wanted my mom, we didn't have phones like that in the first place. But right. when we did, I want her. No, she come check my room, check whatever. Like, this yeah. her house. Like, yeah. But the fact that... But I already know that fun. because she done already let me know that a lot of times. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I had to let my child know that. Like, this is my tablet. No, you're <laughs> borrowing that. That's mine. Yeah, You know, exactly. but I let you use it. Exactly. So I have to constantly tell you that. Like, my mama had to constantly tell me, this is my house. This is this, mm-hmm. this is that. My mom and my dad. Yeah, like, no, you're a borrower. Yeah. You know, like, you're you're a tenant in this house. You, you know, know some, some people got a problem with that. Like, some people feel like we shouldn't be telling our kids that. Uh, well, I don't know what to tell them. Me either, because <laughs> this is going to be in my house. If, now, if, if we are providing mm-hmm. all this stuff for you, which mm-hmm. is life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I have to set you up for life because... You're not gonna own nothing in this world, mm-hmm. so you gotta you gotta abide by their rules. Mm-hmm. You know, conform to what mm-hmm. they want you to do, which is the whole world. We all yes. conform to what the world right, society right, right. is telling us to do. Right. So the fact that you're gonna have rules for the rest of your life, you know what I'm saying? So let's just go ahead and learn how to abide by them. Yes. Because if I give you none, and then I put you out here in this world, you up for failure. I'm setting you up for failure. I tell you that I, the kids yes. that I've dealt with, yeah. in my and that's the profession. Problem. That's the problem. Oh, I know it is. I'm at home in my house. I have no rules. But I go out here in society. I think I can do what I want to do. Talk to these people any type mm-hmm. of way. 
And no consequence. With no consequence. No. Yep. That's and not reality. I am setting you up to go to prison or to yep. die. Yep. Because yep. that's that's just life yep. in reality. So if we're not doing that, and I know like, you know, we don't want to sometimes like I say it's hard for me to whoop some my, my kids. I don't want to yeah. whoop them. Yeah. Remember the term, your mom mm-hmm. you always say it's gonna hurt me more yeah. than you. Yeah. We never realized that. Yeah. But true. I tell you now it do because mm-hmm. deep down I don't want to have to whoop mm-hmm. you. But guess what? I know if I do not mm-hmm. I'm teaching you a habit and a behavior that is not, that's going to be accepted and it's going to go take you to further problems down the road. So I have to. So again, it does hurt me. I don't want to have to whip you, but guess what? I have to to make sure you get the point. Yeah. And that's another thing to um, to touch on. We just like getting all these different topics. I'm telling you, it's so but like um, discipline, you know, how to discipline them, you know, different disciplining mm-hmm. styles. Uh, that's something that's really a big thing in our um in our society, amongst our age group of parenting these days um, or whatever. And it's tough to navigate. Do you gentle parent? Do you not yeah. gentle parent? Do you old school parent? Yeah. Or is there a happy medium? Um, right now, I would like to think that there's a happy medium. I, have, I you know, I attempted in it with everything in me. My sister, me and my sister, I always talk about this, you know, like, in my heart, I want to gentle parent you, you know what I'm saying? But these it's new just, millennium kids, yeah. you know, they make it really it just don't come out difficult, you know? Like, sometimes, you know, you take me to that place. And, you know, like, again, when I when I do um, discipline, I try to make sure that I'm not angry, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm disciplining you. Yeah. Because I want you to know uh, how to uh, uh, operate. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, even though, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Not operating anger. So that that's one of the things that I try to do. So, like, I'm going to address the issue with you. I'm going to talk to you about it. And I may I may even spank you, but not operate when I'm angry. And I will say that that's one of the things that my, my, um, my dad always did. He always made sure, no matter how upset, and there were times when he was really, really upset with us, but... He would calm down first and then come back, mm-hmm. have the conversation or give issue the whooping, which made it all that much worse. But, you know, like you were like, dang, I disappointed. You know, he gave you that time yeah. to think about it. So it made it worse or whatever. Like, dang, I disappointed him. You know, I disappointed them. You know, like now I got to think about all this before he come in with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I got you. Um, yeah. That's a, like I said, a whole another thing. And yeah, also, too, like amongst your kids. One kid making handle gentle parenting and they get oh, yeah, it right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the other one, yes. you gotta knuck if you butt. Yes, like yes. that's just how it's <laughs> yes. gonna be. And I have I have that right now. Yeah. I have a yeah. One, if I my little one, if I just raise my voice slightly, she could bust out crying. Right. But Alea, I'm gonna have to yell at her for her to get it. Like I'm gonna have to go upside right, her head. Like right, right, right. Alea, like how many times did I right, tell you that? Right, like, right. but I also too, I'm some this is something I can talk on y'all because I'm working on this because right. I have I have realized that we don't have to always jail. Yeah. Um, I also have realized that sometimes it's only going to get their attention. Right. But also, too, it's a, it's a time and a place. And I have yes. to realize, too, like, I've actually sat down and talked to, to Alea, which is my oldest, and I've asked her, like, you know, how do you how do you respond? Like, what happens when I yell at you, you know, whatever, because she's yeah. like, well, I know I better get it together. Well, okay, then. Well, so why do I even have to do it? Right. Why don't you do it? If I, if I give it to you calmly, how how is it that you don't get the same result mm-hmm. i don't get the same result when i have to yell at you so why what is it like right i think the world has conditioned them because even the same thing at the school in the classroom mm-hmm. i can say guys be quiet sit down mm-hmm. and they don't do it mm-hmm. but then i raise my voice or they get scared they look now why do i have to do that right i should not have to do that but again it's just i think whatever works for you your mm-hmm. kids and your household right 
Just make sure it's working. Right, right, right. Same, and that's good because, like, you know, it's not going to look the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Again, and it's not going to look the same. This one is not going to look the same for each child. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's it. So, um, that, that is a good uh, point to make or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Because every kid, like, each kid is different. You know, mm-hmm. I have my, my young kid, she's more like me. She's more quiet and maybe laid back, timid, like, but Alea has some other tendencies from myself, but also from her mm-hmm. father. And she shot me sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I have to let, you know, we have to let her know, like, I, I have to, you know, parent her according to that. Mm-hmm. But I also try to, as well, talk to her. Like, also, mm-hmm. I've made the fact to now, you know, when I give her a spank and I give her a pussy, I'm like, mm-hmm. why do you think, why do I have to say that to mm-hmm. you? Like, I mm-hmm. talk to her so she mm-hmm. can know. Yes. That's one thing, too. Yes. Oh, we can ooh, tell that's them. That's a good one. That's a lie. You know, yes. why, this is why my discipline yes. is. And you forget get what you're yes. going to get. But get, this is why, yes. because we don't act like that in my house. You know, yes. we don't do that. You don't yes. raise your voice. You don't do whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. I do think that. Back yeah. in our time, our parents weren't doing no talking. No, 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 it was, it was. You don't, you better just guess what you got. Right, right, right. You kind of know. But I do. That's something I have kind of moved more towards. Is that I do need to explain because one thing for a kid to get, get disciplined and whooping, but don't know why. There you go. Um. There so go. I do, I do believe in explaining, but you still gotta get your book whooped. But right. I'm gonna tell you why. That's one of the things that I am really uh, big on too is explaining to them why you're disciplining them. Because if not everything that you just did, every emotion that you had, everything you said, every action you took, like is null and void. You know what I'm saying? If you are going to, and I've observed this so many times, specifically in our community, you know, like the child is in the middle of doing something and I just go up and whoop you and then let it go or stop. Okay. And then just going about your business. Okay. But like, what are you going to tell him what you want him to stop for? Like, why why you were whooping him? Or, yeah. like, you know, like, can we have a conversation? Or, like, show them, you know? Like, kids are, you know, they have to, they, one thing I always say is, they are learning this world. You know what I'm saying? So, sometimes we expect them to know things that they may they not even know. Yes, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, like, you have to model. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you're modeling what you want them to, um, how you want them to act or how you want them to talk to things, different things that you want them to do. And if they're not doing that, then you have to explain it to them. And a lot of times, just in, you know, like our culture, like we are not doing a whole lot of talking. We're not communicating. But I think that it's important in this generation and just parenting period, like you have to be able to communicate with your kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are the first source of love that they have. Yeah. So if you can't communicate and explain it to them, how do you expect for them to go to school and for their teacher to mm-hmm. communicate it and explain it to them? Yeah. Because they're a teacher, but you love them more. You love them first. <laughs> like we got super yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, we, don't. we need your help. Yeah, come on. Like you, you gotta be able to like explain to your child the reason why you, you know, you want them to act this way or you don't want them to do the, this or that. And you might even have to get it as deep as this is what society says. This is what I say. And this Mm -hmm. is why this is important for you to understand this. Because if I'm not teaching you how to respect adults, respect others, you go to school, you go out in the public. If you don't do so, you can lose your life. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. again, explaining and making sure that Mm -hmm. we're letting them know that. And, like, Mm -hmm. again, it starts Mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So many many emotions come to mind and and situations Mm -hmm. in the classroom, in education. Because we can see it's not mm-hmm. being modeled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I have to tell you to sit down 85 mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. and you know I'm trying to teach here, 
somewhere along the line at home, they're allowing you to get up and move around and do all that stuff. And it's making it a whole lot harder for, for educators and teachers. So again, that modeling, that modeling is so important. And that goes from parents teaching them, you know, this is how you act in public. This is how you do this. But also to the parents even being able to, how do they respond when they get angry? Mm -hmm. How do they respond when someone tells them something, you know, when they're talking to someone else? If they're constantly seeing parents argue at home and you raise your voice at them and you yelling at them, how do you think they're going to respond right. and do the same in, right. when they go to public? Or how do you think they're going to respond to someone telling them how to do something as well? Right. And please note that, um, I mean, we could... We could go on um, to how your kids <laughs> act in the classroom like that. That you know, that's another area. But one thing I will say is that when I was teaching, that um, you know, like I was the only minority teacher or African American teacher in my elementary at the time, and so you know, like there was this one little boy. He wasn't in my class, but he would not listen. You know, they they would say, "Oh, you know, sit down," or "Don't do that," or "Don't do this," and they're they're tone is you know like calm and teacher like and mm -hmm. he would only listen to me coming with a stern mm -hmm. <laughs> black mama voice you know <laughs> what i'm saying like what did they ask you to do or you know what i'm saying things that he was getting at home so please be mindful of the fact that again this is a whole nother area yeah. but just be mindful of the fact that you know um if your kids don't see people that look like them at their school you know they may not be acting the way that, you know, like you think that they're acting because they're not getting correction the, the way that they're used to getting correction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it translates. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it doesn't translate. Like they're not used to hearing quiet. Oh, you know, sit down. Please sit down. Do No, like they're used to hearing. What did I ask you to do? Sit down. Please go sit down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that sternness. And so just know that. Being open to communicate with their, their teachers. I have to cut that out. But like, to a whole other area. But I'm just saying, like, be able to communicate with them about your kids because they, um, you know, that's yeah. it. It's a really, really big picture, mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you, in education. And mm -hmm. even just tagging along with what you said, like, um, we need more black educators. We need more and more men at that. Oh, yeah. um, For sure. And it shouldn't take, you know, having someone like you, but it's that familiarity that, yeah. yeah. like, I have a relationship with kids. It's like kind of like you said, like, I can get a kid who's been acting bad with another teacher mm -hmm. or another coach, mm -hmm. and they just been all disrespectful, mm -hmm. and I can have a totally, they can have a totally different situation oh, yeah. with me. Because, for one, I have to get onto that level. And second mm -hmm. of all, I use mm -hmm. just the familiarity and mm -hmm. Another part aspect about me, and he's talking about teachers, period. We have to seek building those relationships. Yeah. A lot of teachers that have the issues with kids' behavior, they're not building a relationship no, with those mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. um, that's big for me in an education. And again, I've been there for 10 years, and I've, through coaching and through the classroom, I get to know my kids. Mm -hmm. And I get to know what they like, what they don't like. I have, I do, I design different assignments where I just get to know you. So I can ask them questions about themselves. And this also goes to parents. Yes, a lot of us, I mean, get, we don't know our yes, kids. We don't yes, know yes. Get to know your kids, y'all. Get yeah. to know what they like. And even yes. if we don't like it. Mm -hmm. Like I see my husband all the time. Of course, he probably liked the game. But mm -hmm. he spent time with my, my stepson playing the game. Just yes. being there, getting to know, like the stuff that he likes. Alaya likes TikToks. Oh, I can't dance. That's I can't one. dance, but guess what? I'm going to try to go do them TikToks. Because mm -hmm. that's what? Mm -hmm. She likes that. That because relationship. Yes. You know, that deepens that bond. Yes. And... That is big, parents. Like, yes. do the things you might not like to do. Mm -hmm. You might be tired. Trust me. I get home, mm -hmm. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Mom, can we go play basketball? Mm -hmm. No, but guess what? I'm yes. going to go out here. I'm going to yes. conjure up the energy, and I'm going to do it. 
you know, that's what we're not having time for. Yes. I, and, I, and I get, I was once, I was like, I don't have time, baby. I don't yeah. have time. I got to go make this money. You want to leave me? You leave me? Right, you know right, right. Want? Like, I can't do that. But yes. that is, that's going to be a game changer. If we can spend more time with our kids and get to know them and do what they like doing on a regular basis or just show that we have some interest in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That relationship will change. Like so, so fathers and, and mothers that are that's maybe true. not in your kids' life a lot, at least get caught doing mm-hmm. what they like to do because that's, that can help a lot. That's big, Brittany. Because uh, first off, you know, like it was just very big of you to be honest about that part. You know, I know we had talked about that before, mm-hmm. but just like you know, like you realizing you wanted to spend more time with them and to kind of you know like not worry as much about money, you know, like or whatever, and just like knowing that like quality time is so important you know like y'all um i say y'all we as parents um often we get um distracted you know or we get caught up in other things like we're trying to provide for them you know like we're trying to provide um material things or necessities sometimes we get you know uh caught up trying to provide the bare minimum but just also realizing how important it is to spend quality time with your kids like you know like we all know that time waits for nobody you know just yesterday we were in high school and college you know what i'm saying and now here we are you know we're in our 30s raising kids like but it was just yesterday that we were playing basketball against each other you know so time waits for nobody so you're gonna look up and your kids are gonna be teenagers or they're gonna be starting their own families and what they're going to remember and what they're gonna have you know like you know, in their memories um, is the fact that, you know, like what they did as kids, the time they spent with their family. Um, And so it's just so important. Like, how do you want them to remember you? What did I used to do with my mom? What did I used to do with my dad? Because, you know, it's either going to be, oh, I want to do that same thing with my kids. You know, like I remember me and my mom, we used to make cookies. Mm -hmm. We used to do like, uh, I know one thing me and Dexter, he loves to do science projects. Lord. (laughs) <laughs> but I do them, you know what I I'm saying? You. I'm tired, you know, whatever, but I, I muster up the energy to do these mm-hmm. projects with him. And um and so though that you know, that's just a memory that he's gonna have. And so like they're either gonna want to do that with their kids or make it a point to create a memory that they didn't have. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, like in your mind, you know, as you're parenting, hey, like can I stop for a second mm-hmm. to create this memory with them? And that means a lot. And that, that means more than what yes. they buy you. Yes. I, 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 can, I can attest to that again. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be as transparent as I can with you guys. That's why I start this podcast because I'm dealing with some of these issues now as a parent. I'm learning um, about time. Like mm-hmm. I've never valued time as much as I value now with my kids and my family. Mm-hmm. All I thought about was I got to I gotta do better than what I did growing up. I got to mm-hmm. give my kids more than what mm-hmm. I got growing mm-hmm. up. And that's not the way necessarily. Yes. I can be a hard worker. I can give them a better life. But guess what? That cannot be my number one focus. Yes. My number one focus has to be I got to be the best parent I can be. And in doing so, it takes stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like I realized that being a, with being an educator, being a coach, it took so much of my time. But what I was realizing is that I had kids that, of course, when you're, when you're teaching a coach, you, you're in education, you understand you don't have this one job. You are a counselor. You are a mother. You are a father. And I'm being a mother and a father to some of those kids and being around them daily. And I found out that, guess what? I know them more than I know my own kids. Mm-hmm. I spend more time with them, getting to know them, than I do my own kids. I said, that's the problem. And that I realized that I had to give something up. 
Um, and I also realized some of the kids that I'm counseling that's coming to me with issues, mommy and daddy issues, mm -hmm. my kids would be the same way if mm -hmm. I stay doing this like I'm doing this. Right. Because that's all it was. The parents just didn't have time. Mm -hmm. They didn't have time to really see that that kid was struggling mentally, and that they had issues going on and that they had relationships, they had, you know, personality issues, they had, you know, self-esteem stuff. They didn't have time to realize. I said, this is going to be me if I don't make a change here. Like, I had to make a change. And also, too, other than that, I'm going to pass down the same trauma to my kids. Right, right. So kind of like you said, those those memories that you can pass down, you also pass down those traumas. Mm -hmm. So if you had a parent that never had time for you, right. who never always working, guess what you're going to right. do to your kids? They're going right. to do the same thing. Right. So that's, that's big. But definitely... Um, that time is a big one. We're going to talk a lot more about time because that's, why I think, one of the most important factors uh, for our children, but also the hardest. Mm -hmm. Because we do have to provide. We got bills. That's, I mean, that's reality. We have to take care of them. We're not, I'm not a social media influencer. They sit at home and even they got work to do. But, right, right. You know, we have to make the time. And mm -hmm. it's about prioritizing. And right. that's what I have learned and why right. I have had to rescale my whole life, my whole career to make sure that I prioritize time. Like yep. all I ever want to do is be a coach. Yep. And I'm sure a lot of people know I want to be a successful coach. I want to be, you know, my goal at one point was to go coach in the mm -hmm. WBA or go mm -hmm. coach in college. But guess what? When I had kids, I knew that was out the window because they're gone too much. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, maybe I can still be a high school coach. But then when I realized that I'm gone too much, my kids needed me at home. I said, like, you know what? Like as much as I want to do this and I mm -hmm. love it and just all mm -hmm. I ever saw myself doing, I got to do something different. You had to sacrifice your, you know, goals for yep. the moment in order to be able yes. to be here for your kids. And that's just big in parenting. Yes. All is. the way together, you know, it is. And if yeah. you're not ready to ever sacrifice, you need to not be a parent. Right. Because it's, and that's just one of the sacrifices yeah. we all have to make. Yeah. But that was a big one for me though. Yeah. I, like I was grieving that, yeah. you know, I'm still kind of grieving it. I ain't over it, but I'm trusting yeah. God. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I know I don't want to be that kid, that, that person that, Oh, she has this many state championships or this many rings or she's sent this many kids to college but guess what her own kids don't know her right. or they have issues at home mm -hmm. or she had she lost her family because mm -hmm. she was so focused on that i don't like that right like god didn't send me these kids for me to do that he gonna provide for me right he's right. gonna make a way he's gonna he's giving me the talents and he blessed me with the skills that i don't have to make that my top priority and so many mothers and fathers that's the issue and again with this generation i'm gonna say it and we gonna y'all can agree or disagree but this booked and busy mentality that we got, mm -hmm. it's not helping our homes. No. It's not. No. It's not helping us. our kids grow. It's not helping them be Because if you booked and busy, who raising the kids? Right. Like, I, I don't get that. You mm -hmm. know, like, it, I want, I, trust me, I'm an entrepreneur. I got seven businesses. Right, but right. I'm telling you, like, we have to make sure we prioritize because if we're trying to be booked all the time, mm -hmm. trying to make money, that's just telling where our mind and heart is at. I want my heart to be, I want, when I, at the end of the day, and this is, this is new for me. I always want to be known for being this, this, she, you know, impacted the world, but the people that matter the most is who's at home. Mm -hmm. And if I'm known to the world for sports or whatever the case may be, and in my home, I'm a stranger. Mm -hmm. I did it all wrong. Mm -hmm. Like I have did it all wrong. And that's what some of us are doing with our careers. Like we've, I, I was one y'all. I put my career before my family. Well, I have to, I have to add, come in on that too, because at one point I was working like three jobs. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, during that period, uh, I was trying to save up, you know, like to buy a house. And so uh, my child, um, at, I only had one child at the time, mm -hmm. spent a lot of time with mm -hmm. my uh, mm -hmm. with my parents or whatever. And so um, so I had to take a look back at 
you know, myself or whatever. Um, and just realize that, you know, like that, I'm not spending the quality time that I need. And I really had to make an adjustment, um, on that because I, I literally was, I had gotten so focused on trying to like work these three jobs and save that I was losing out on the quality time. Yep. And that's, you know, that's normal. Like that's human. We mm-hmm. all have, can say that we were somewhere at some point in our life. We did that. We, yep. we kind of just lost track and that's what life would do yep. to us. Yep. Um, it would do that. And that's, like I said, that's one of the biggest things is that we have to not let life get in the way. We got to try to at least mm-hmm. try not to. Okay? Yeah. I know some stuff. We, we, it's going to happen. Yeah, but bad. what I would want us to do as mothers, as parents and as praying parents mm-hmm. is to just really, self-reflect mm-hmm. so like the topics we talked about today the things we, we touched on i just wanted to cause people to kind of self-reflect like am i being the mother i can mm-hmm. really be am i being a father like am i i, I might be putting my job before mm-hmm. my kids mm-hmm. you know i may have not been focusing on this area maybe i should be focused on my kids if i do that i feel like i'll serve my purpose yeah. you know if this conversation helped any mother any father any Relax. person period even people who don't have kids right right so it's, it's for them too right right Again, there's no manuscript about mm-hmm. parenting. We we learning, y'all. We still learning as right. we go. And thank God, like I said, I've been in education. You've been in social work. Mm-hmm. We've been able to be exposed to kids outside of our family yep. to see that there's differences. There's yes. things that we need to work on. There's things yes. that, like, we can, we don't look at our kids like, my kid's good. You think your kids are the best behaved kids or the worst behaved mm-hmm. kids if you compare them to just what you see. But to be right. exposed to so many different kids in our area of profession, mm-hmm. it has caused me to be like, you know what? We need to change some things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's some things we need to, we need, we need these conversations coming up in households. Yeah. And if nothing else, if they just, the conversations come up and we challenge ourselves, you know what, I'm going to be different. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pass down this trauma of being a workaholic to my kids. Yep. Cause that was me. Yep. And I get it because my, my dad, like he was a workaholic. Mm-hmm. He to this day is still a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Like he worked, work, 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 work. He didn't have time mm-hmm. for his kids like that because he had to work and provide. I want to stop that with me. Mm-hmm. I want to stop that with my kids. Um, to make sure that they don't pass it down to their kids because really time is the most valuable thing we can give our kids. No materialistic, no shoes, clothes, and right. even vacations. Right. But giving them the time, mm-hmm. and that can become, like those memories, that's when we think back. I think about all the memories I had when I think, like this is what you're going to yeah. think about. Yeah. And that means a lot. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to begin to get ready to wrap up. Anything else you want to add to finish um, up? No, I just want to say that just kind of in relation to this, um, you know, like we are, we have created a circle um, called Necessary Sisters. And we are, so in this, within this circle, we are not only looking to create a space for um, mothers, right? But also um, little, you know, black girls or whatever. So we want to give them the tools that we maybe we didn't have at their age. You know, we want to create spaces and opportunities for them that maybe a lot of us didn't have. And just, you know, asking the mothers that are our age or older or whatever, it doesn't matter what age you are, to just like allow us to have this space to come together. You know, like we're all either going through the same thing. We're, you know, like, uh, like the old people said, we're either... Um, coming to, going through, or coming out of a situation, and that's for everybody, you know what I'm saying? So you may have some information to share that may help somebody else, you know? So we have to realize that, you know, like, we are, we need to be sisters for each other. Some people don't have sisters, and, like, 
you you can feel safe in this space for us all to come together and share. So I just wanted to put that out there. And so just be looking for um, an upcoming event that we have planned um, to allow that in our community. Okay, good. That's great. That was glad you said that too, because in the black community, we don't have, like I said, you said some people don't have sisters. I'm one. I didn't grow up with any sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I have cousins that have been thankfully like sisters, but I didn't have any sisters. So I don't really know what that feels like to have somebody really depend on. I got brothers, right. um, but we need that as black women. Like I said, we need we need a sister circle, mm-hmm. a sister circle that's going to support yes. and help and not be negative and things mm-hmm. like that. We really do need that, and what we're trying to provide with with our organization, Necessary Sisters, as well as with this podcast, mm-hmm. is a creative space to come together. To help other people, help help each other out. Okay, some mamas who are single, who out here, who may not hear this stuff, may not be understanding what's going on with their kids at school, or don't have a father to kind of help and, and guide them. But this is what we want this podcast to be for. We want our, our program, our nonprofit, to be as well. We need that, ladies. Like I want us to be able to. Our goal is for women to come together. Like we are better together than we are against each other and trying to compete with each other we time is life is short we don't got time for that no more like we want to come together support one another uplift build encourage and work together like that's the whole purpose of this podcast um our nonprofit organization and like i said like Pooh said we'll be giving you some more information about that coming up so again i hope you have enjoyed this episode of praying mothers with a purpose podcast uh, my topic today was called to motherhood, which we talked about so much other stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get more episodes like this. This won't be DeAndre's last time being on here. I promise you she might come co-host it for me, uh, mm-hmm. with me. But we hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it that you can go and take back to your families um, in order for us all to grow. That is my inspiration. That is my purpose to see us grow. If there's anything that you can hear from one person's story, a mother's story, our experiences that can help you become a better person, a better mother for our kids. That's what we want. Okay. Again, thank you for listening to us today. Um, 